Welcome to the Winning with Shopify podcast. This is the podcast to help you scale your Shopify store into a money-making machine. This podcast is brought to you by Yotpo, the leading e-commerce marketing platform. Engage more with your customers through loyalty, SMS marketing, reviews, and more. All Winning with Shopify listeners can receive 30 days of text messages from Yotpo SMS Bump for free. Sign up today to start driving 25 times ROI with the easiest channel you'll ever build. Your host is Nick Truman. He's a Shopify expert and the CEO of JustAskParker.com, a global specialist marketing company for Shopify owners. Nick will be sharing his knowledge and interviewing the experts to help you thrive and build a business that makes you money. For exclusive offers, bonus content, and weekly episode reminders, join our mailing list at winningwithshopify.com. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Here's your host, Nick Truman. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Winning with Shopify podcast. For anyone who's new, welcome. We love to have you on the show. For everybody who's back, welcome back. It's great to have you with us. Uh, I'll keep it brief because I say it every week. So if you've not heard that before, great to have you on the show. And um, We've got lots of exciting updates and new things coming in, but I've been told by Byron and the team not to mention any of them yet, so I won't say any of them today. Um, but just to say, stay tuned. We've got some really, really cool things going on. Just so everybody is aware as well, we are booked up for guests for months now, which is very exciting. Uh, we've got so many cool people coming on. We've got some amazing shows some cool topics happening. Um, if you've got any recommendations, though, or you want to come on the show, you want to sponsor, you want to get involved, check out our website, winningwithshopify.com. So winningwithshopify, all one word, .com. Um, go on there. We've got several different forms. Fill out some forms. So if, even if you're just a listener running your own Shopify store, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to get some more stores on the show. We'd also love to know what some of your challenges and problems are as well. So please do get in touch. Give us some feedback. Let us know what you want to hear more of, what you don't want to hear as much of. Um, and if that's me, that's absolutely fine. I can take it. So coming on to today's episode then. Today for me is a very, very exciting one. We did an episode um, a couple of months back uh, where we spoke about SEO and some of the basic things you should be doing on your Shopify store to improve SEO. If anyone doesn't know what SEO is, search engine optimization. So it's the free bit of Google. You can drive free traffic into your site. Today, we've got a very special guest and her name is Marika and she's from Yoast. And if Yoast is a new word to you, you're going to learn a lot about it today. And it's certainly in the digital world, you must have been living in a cave or under a rock because Yoast is one of the most popular pieces of tech in the entire world, certainly when it comes to SEO. So without further ado, Marika, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. Thank you. That was a nice introduction. Really nice to be here and to talk about Shopify today. Excellent. Well, it's lovely to have you here. And as I say, some people might have been living in caves or under a rock and never heard of you guys. Um, so just before we come on to Yoast, tell us a bit about yourself. You know, what's your what's your role in the business and what do you what do you do day to day? So my name is Marika and I, I was the CEO up until one year ago. Yoast was actually sold to a major uh, company. So it's still um, well, we're still Yoast, uh, but with with our transition to within another company, I also got another role. So I'm the head of strategy uh, at Yoast. I've been with the company for nine years now, wow. and the company was actually founded by my husband, whose name is Yoast. Yeah. So oh, wow. <laughs> so there we go. So I said it's going to be an exciting episode. Yeah. I've been using Yoast for probably about fifteen years now. And I never knew Yoast was somebody's name. So there we yeah. go. So your husband is, 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 is his first name then. He's called Yoast. Yeah, but you write it differently. So in, in Dutch, his name is pronounced Yoast, but people would always pronounce it wrong because 
everyone would say used the way you you write it in Dutch. Mm, okay. um, and then he 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 got this handle Yoast because then people would pronounce it correctly. But then that kind of blew up because we had a we have a really big company now, and he's he still is an advisor, but he's no longer like the main character in the company. But he was for many years. Yeah, I think for about fifteen years because Yoast started about fifteen years, so in the same mm. period that you started uh, doing websites as well. Yeah, definitely. So it, it was one of the main SEO plugins uh, yeah. when I first started working on Shopify. So I remember it well, and I remember looking at all in one SEO. It's probably your biggest competitor, and I imagine yes. you guys are yeah sort of locking horns on a regular basis. But it was between all in one SEO and, and Yoast. And I'll I'll be really honest. I went with all in one SEO, and I yeah. used that for a year or two. And then when I I got, I got a new client that we were doing some SEO work on, and they had Yoast running. And I literally had this moment of like, why didn't I just properly test both of them? Because Yoast was just head and shoulders better than not just all in one SEO, but all the different plugins. Plus the pro version gives you so much more, which, you know, I'm sure we'll come on to and talk about a little bit more as, as, uh, as we go on. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So uh, all in one SEO, I think when we started out, that was the biggest plugin. So we, um, yeah, we got ahead of them with them. Um, with a lot of installs in WordPress, but also uh, recently we've launched a Shopify app. So that's exciting. Indeed you have. And that is exactly what we're going to be talking about yeah. today. And a really cool stat actually for everybody, just a love a good statistic. Yoast is, we, we know it's definitely the biggest, certainly plugin for any website um, when it comes to SEO. But also we were trying to work this out a minute ago, looking on Built With and a few other sites. We, we're, we're convinced it probably is, it's certainly in the top few if not the most installed plugin on WordPress. And given that, I think I read a stat recently, it's, I, think, I think it's literally over half the websites in the entire world are on WordPress. So to give you an idea of the scope of, of your business, you know, how many, how many people are using it? 13 million or almost 13 million active installs right now. Yeah. So that could be even more people because sometimes people share a website or work on the same website. So a lot of people yeah, use our software, use our free software because in WordPress, um, most of the stuff is free. So, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so they use a free product. We have far less people using our premium product. Yeah, of course, of course. But I mean, even the free product on, on WordPress does a huge amount. But as yeah. you say, you guys, you just launched the Shopify app. Yeah, we have. Yeah, really excited. Our our mission is SEO for everyone. Um, so we want to go to other platforms as well. And Shopify is, is the fastest growing and also a very, well, a very nice company or platform. We aligned in value. So that was the reason that we... Uh, we t- took a big leap because it's it's difficult to get that plugin translated into a Shopify world because Shopify mm. is so different than WordPress is. So, but I think we did a really good job. Um, it's still it's still not as full in features as our WordPress plugin is, mm-hmm. um, but we have a, a team working on it, and I think well we were releasing uh, new features every well, every day almost, because Shopify is much easier to work with uh, as it is a SaaS. Mm-hmm. Um, so there will be a lot of features coming up and um, that will make the app even more amazing, I think. Yeah, definitely. definitely. And obviously, when you look at the way Yoast works on WordPress, it does a lot of things. And, you know, I was saying before we're on the call, we use WordPress a lot for what we call lead generation sites. So non-transactional, non-e-commerce, just where you want somebody to fill out a form. Yeah. and that sort of thing. Yeah, um, Shopify, sense. I mean, it's obviously very different, isn't it? Because people are trying to buy products. Yeah. So what are some of the features that the Yoast plugin has on Shopify at the moment? You know, And, and I guess for anyone who's used WordPress in the past as well, I'm sure it'd be fascinating for me to ask the sort of sub-question of, 
And how does that differ to what's available on the WordPress option? And so I think we do a great deal on the technical side. So making sure that your uh, your, your website is properly crawled through uh, uh, by the search engines. We do a great job in connecting schema and we do this in a more natural way. So a more comprehensive way than other apps do it usually take all the pieces of, of schema. So schema is like, if you want such a nice search result with those little stars behind it, or yeah. like uh, if you want a rich result, you, you need to add schema to your site. And we do a great job in doing that. And a big part of Yoast is um, content. So we help you write uh, good content, also good product descriptions, because, well, Google still reads content. That's what Google does. And that's why Google ranks your site. So we do a great job in helping you uh, write that uh, uh, high quality content and do that in different languages. So we're not just um, in English. We also understand, oh, I don't know how many, I think 19 languages. Uh, <laughs> oh, um, wow. Yeah. And so, so that's the main advantage of our app being on so many websites. We have well, in, and on the content side, because that's that's basically the same piece of software that we have on on the WordPress uh, thing, um, so we can easily translate everything into so many languages. So that's a big advantage for of using our plugin as well. I think. Wow, I mean, let's go through some of these features one by one. Then, mm-hmm. so the, I mean, as a lot of the listeners know, I'm an SEO nerd yeah. and I love SEO and <laughs> working SEO for years. So when uh, yeah, when Marika's just mentioned about the crawlability and crawling the site. What we mean is literally as Google comes to visit your site, Google is going to start by looking at a particular file. I won't get too technical today. It's called a robots.txt, but we won't get too technical about the file today. Google looks at that and that's, that then gives it a bit of a map. And then from there, it starts to look at things like sitemaps and then it starts to actually crawl through the individual pages. So obviously, Shopify has a sitemap out of the box, but Yoast helps Google to then find all of the different content on your site to actually go through and find pages or crawl through the actual code that exists. It, it seems like we've solved this problem, but um, mm. it's still very important because Google comes around so very often. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't have, I've just recently checked the website of my father, who is like a physical therapist and gets 20 visitors a week, but Google comes around 10,000 times. Yeah. So, making sure that Google finds its way around the website is really important, especially if, because, well, we don't know this for sure, but Google is experiencing some problems in building it just takes a lot of um energy to crawl all these websites and a lot of hardware so in order to become uh, more efficient it's good to point google in the right direction because otherwise it will crawl through pages that you don't necessarily want google to crawl through and it will forget your most important pages so that crawlability although it's pretty technical is something that's really important yeah definitely and a good analogy that somebody said to me years ago is it's a little bit like you've got all this amazing, beautiful content on your site. What a shame if Google couldn't find it and share it with the world. Yeah. And so I think it's important, as you say, just to make sure Google can find the content that is important and actually like looking at your privacy page and your terms and conditions, nowhere near as exciting as your bestseller product right, on Shopify. Right. And, and a good way to do that is because Google follows links. So it f- also follows the internal links on your website to, to figure out what's important. Is. And so if a certain page gets lots and lots of internal links, Google will come there pretty often and we'll see, okay, this is important. So in our WordPress thing, we have this entire internal link capacity and we're 
trying to translate that into a Shopify environment. So we don't have that in Shopify yet, but we're working on something that's going to help a web shop do that because yeah, well, WordPress is pretty focused on blogs and on content sites. Well, Shopify, of course, very different, but it is very important how pages are linked to each other. And uh, yeah, I completely agree. I think the it, it's such a shame if you and we've seen it so often where if you've got a page and a site that has no internal links, because the other thing you've got to remember is. We're doing all this for Google, but I always use the kind of approach of you do it for the customer first, then you do it for Google. And so you do it for the customer first, and then hopefully Google takes note and sees that. So if you're doing it customer first, you want lots of links to that page. Because if you don't have links to those important pages and a customer can't get there, well, what's Google going to think? You know, as you say, it's clearly not an important page, is it? Google actually tries to mimic your customer because Google wants to give the customer the best experience. So you're totally right. You should point links for your customer. And if you do that correctly, Google will find that as well, because it just wants to be a human. That's Google's desire in life. Yeah. 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 Well, I think it will make it there one day. I think Google will suddenly stand up one day and start walking. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, Cool. So yeah, so that's the callability bit, which I think is really important. And schema, schema is... I mean, yeah, we, I mean, we call it schema in the, in the sort of nerdy world. Yeah. If anyone wants to read up on schema a little bit more, a really good resource actually is, uh, is searching Google structured data. Yeah. So Google calls it structured data. It's exactly the same thing. It literally is identical. Yeah. It's just Google's put a better name on it because everyone's like, what on earth is schema? Whereas structured data makes sense because you're structuring your data in such a way that Google can pull it through. But It's just something because Google isn't really good in understanding that kind of data. So mm. from a, if, if a human a human being reads a text, you immediately understand, oh, this is a subheading and this is the author and this is, I don't know, a, a, a picture. But you have to go tell Google everything. So it's a lot of meta information about your information. And so I think Google just launched the entire structured data thing because it wasn't really good at that. And then forced people to use that in order to be better yeah but it's it's something and especially i think in e-commerce you really need to have structured data in order to stand out in those search results yeah definitely definitely so so what yoast helps all these guys do then is your plugin obviously sorry app we'll call it an app because on yeah. shopify oh, call yeah, it's an app. Yeah. <laughs> wordpress they call plugins and i'm yeah, used to saying we call it yoast an app too. plugin yeah. um but the yes yeah, so, so your app so you put it on the site it adds bits of code to certain elements doesn't it like on a product it would add price, review, that kind of thing. We ask you to fill out some information as well, right? Because we can't, so you have to fill out some information about your website, about your shop. That's all structured data. And we connect that together in one graph and output that in a way to Google that minimizes overlap. So you see a lot of different schema, little solutions, solution apps, but mm -hmm. then you have a lot of different schema and all that uh, Google has to crawl through all of that. And we do it in one piece. That's something you should definitely have. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And so if somebody's sitting there thinking, okay, I still don't understand what schema is, you completely lost me. We'll go through the different types in a sec or some of the main types you find in a Shopify store. But what does it actually look like? Like what does a customer see differently because schema is installed? Your search result looks differently. So if you have like a recipe site or something, you'll see a little picture of the recipe and maybe some extra information. So the search results really stands out. And we can't give any guarantees because Google is picky. It's just, Google is, I don't know. It just sometimes decides to show something and sometimes it doesn't. 
So, so the customer will see a nice looking search results thingy. And that's important, I think, especially in e-commerce. Well, one of the things we, we often uh, sort of show to clients when we're trying to explain this is you obviously go on Google, you do a search and you see schema in action. And I think, yeah, yeah rec- recipes is a massive one. And yeah. I think for, certainly for Shopify, one of the biggest things that we recommend all, you know, all websites actually install when it comes to schema is where you've got pro- what's called product schema. Yeah. And product schema, I would say, is probably the most important, isn't it? Because yeah. you've got your reviews, the price, whether it's in stock or not, you can even pull through an image. And bearing in mind, the customer can see all of this on Google.com. They haven't even visited your website yet. So what's the chance of them clicking on you versus someone else? Well, that's quite high. What's the chance of them buying it? Because they already know the price. They've seen an image. A bit like Google Shopping. It's very visual. Well, the chance of them actually buying the product now has probably increased as well. And then what's Google going to do? Well, everyone's clicking on your listing and buying it. Well, they're going to put you up at the top, aren't they? Or at least push you up the rankings and drive more traffic in because it's working. So does Yoast do product schema yet? Is that that part of the... Yes. Excellent. Yes, we were... Because a lot of people, of course, need review schema. We haven't had that, but now we have some integrations with uh, other product or other review schema Hmm. apps. So that works uh, uh, marvelous as well. Nice, nice. And the the best thing about reviews that I, as both a customer and an SEO nerd, um, the best thing about review schema is that when you're on Google, you get these five, as long as you've got a five-star rating, yeah. you get five gold stars on your listing on Google itself. So again, just another, and they're in gold. So like another thing that stands out to the user to go, all right, there's you know, sort of four or five websites visible to me on the screen. Which one am I going to click on? Well, obviously I'm going to the one that's got five gold stars, a good product, the price is right, and it looks nice. Yeah. Whereas if nobody else has any schema, well, you know, we know exactly where we're going here. Yeah, so I think it's it's a must-have if you want a successful e- e-commerce shop and want organic sh- traffic. You 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 must have schema. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So, so there's some technical things it does in the background, like schema. And for anyone that's not used the WordPress version, obviously go and give it a go. It builds you robots the txt, or it allows you to edit the robots the txt. It gives you a sitemap and a whole heap of other things, even. Um, putting in like a syntax, for example, on tagged pages. Is all of that sort of stuff, is that coming to uh, Shopify at some point as well? Like writing a syntax to say, you know, insert page name here with some other words into every meta description, for example. I don't know. Now you're getting too technical. I don't know if that's <laughs> on our roadmap yet. <laughs> cool. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure it will be. Yes. I think some of those features Because are, you're now are asking useful. for it. So well, exactly. I, I hope my team is now listening and they're writing it down. <laughs> now we have... We have a, well, make like, sure they all go and subscribe. That's yeah, really important. We have, we have, this, uh, <laughs> we have a, a dedicated Shopify team with marketeers and support engineers and um, a lot of developers, of course. And they're working nonstop on the Shopify app. And uh, that's been such a great experience because we're starting something new and it's like it's we're pioneering here so um so they they are all really excited to build whatever you want <laughs> yeah excellent well i would love to have that on the yeah. list if, uh, yeah. if that's okay but so yeah so all those features aside then you know it's all the kind of technical back-end stuff one thing that yoast is brilliant for again on wordpress and be good to find out sort of what it's doing on shopify is the content side of things isn't yeah. it because yeah. you meant you said it you said to yourself content is so important it's what the customer reads it's what google reads it's what the customer's looking for the content might answer questions it might give you solutions to challenges and problems you've got where does yoast come into all of that like you know what are some of your recommendations to people when they're optimizing and improving content so if if people 
know us from anything, they probably know us from our, our green, orange, and red bullets. So we help you to write a text that's optimized for a certain keyword. And we do that with uh, with feedback. So uh, use your words in a heading, use the word a little bit often, distribute your keywords throughout your text. And of course, because in, in Shopify, you have much more products than you have uh, blogs. And so we build the analysis in such a way that it makes sense for, for product descriptions. So that's a great way um, of helping you to write texts that are SEO friendly. And that's still really important. So Google still reads text. That's just what it puts in his uh, in, in this massive index of Google and what it makes sure to, to, to rank your content. It just reads the text like a human being uh, would do. So we have that and we have that in, in 20 different languages I read now here, <laughs> 20 different languages. Um, <laughs> nice. and, and we also give feedback on... Well, on readability. So it's not so much grammar, but if your sentences are too long or your your writing style gets boring because you use the same words over and over again, we'll give feedback mm. on that as well. And we do that in many different languages. Nice. Because I, I guess one of the challenges you're solving there is so many people were updating content on, I don't know, a product or a page on the site, a collection, some of that. And you're sort of sitting there completely blind, aren't you? You don't yeah. know how much content to write. You don't know if you've mentioned the keywords enough. No. So again, having a guide to be like, right, you need to add a few more keywords in here. This one's looking great. And, you know, you mentioned the traffic light system. And yeah. yes, I'm, I, I know the traffic light system <laughs> very, very well. <laughs> yeah, so we uh, we brought the traffic light system to our Shopify app. And um, I would, if you have a shop, and especially if you have a shop with a, a limited amount of products, then uh, also starting a blog is a really good content strategy and getting uh, Google to your site. So that could be even for e-commerce, that is, that's, a, that's a really good strategy in order to rank higher in the search engines because Google just loves lengthy texts. Just Google's old fashioned like that. <laughs> Google does. But one, one thing I would add to that that I think is starting to change now um, and, and has been changing for a couple of years with Google is Google does love a lot of content. And as you say, they love reading text. They love to find an alt tag on an image yeah. so that they can actually read that image, you know, yeah. like a sort of keyword of this image is of a, a woman walking her dog, you know, that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. um, but, but equally, Google has definitely changed, hasn't it, when it comes to user experience. So actually just writing a lot of text isn't going to get you to the top of Google, is it? You should write text that someone is interested in reading. <laughs> so not, <Yes. laughs> so, so really figure out what your audience uh, wants to read and then write something that's original. That's my first demand of high quality content. It should be something that's not already out there. It should add mm. something to all the junk that's already on the internet. Yeah, so, so Google is picky in what it likes, but if you write something that's, good then uh that will be rewarded i think but that's hard because writing a good text is hard it really is it really is and i think a lot of people um underestimate how much energy you actually need to put into writing good content yeah. to you know achieve the overarching goal which is someone's landed on your website especially shopify i want you to buy a product so you've landed on my website what do i need to say to you what questions do you have that i need to answer what sort of um you know fears and worries do i need to put to to ease and put to rest for you to put your credit card number in and buy a product from us yeah. you know that let's not beat around the bush that is what we're trying to achieve long term so i think having obviously having an app like like yoast um, I'm just looking on the actual uh, spec of the app now, just to share a couple of features that, that, that are on there. It gives you information on paragraph length, yep. sentence length, 
passive voice, yeah. which is quite interesting. So just a quick question on that before we go into the fourth one. What is passive voice? Passive voice is really ugly writing. So I, I hate okay. it. I'm gonna, so um, um, if I say I hit my dog, that's really not a nice thing to do, but let's mm. assume. And then if you write it differently, you would say the dog is hit by me that's passive voice so passive voice often is more lengthy and the the thing is that the 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 person that's doing something or the the thing so so i in in the sentence i just named Mm -hmm. um is put all the way at the end and it's not i I don't know the the, the grammatic term in english (laughs) it's not the (laughs) subject of the sentence anymore i think that's it yeah yeah and that makes the sentence harder to grasp in in the brains of english people uh in the brains of dutch people also but it works differently (laughs) and it's it's it gets to really distant writing especially if you leave out the subject so this is something you've all learned in elementary school or middle school, I don't know, or somewhere. And we <laughs> yeah. all forgotten, but uh, it doesn't, for the reader, it gets really uh, boring and hard to understand if you write a lot of passive voice. And uh, remember, the, the whole point of this is to get across messages in sort of short, sharp, snappy snippets. Yeah. You know, so you're, you're saying somebody like, you know, buy this product, not we think you should sit down and consider and weigh up your options and it's too wordy you know like we need to be to the point on this stuff and say and then the fourth one as well is um how there is make sure there's at least one list yeah on every page which is quite interesting because that 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 years ago was something that a lot of seo people like didn't worry about and then everyone got really obsessed and went a bit crazy about it make sure every page so again having something that just goes yeah green amber red yeah i guess that one in particular is gonna be green or red isn't it you've either got a list or you haven't but making sure you put things in lists so like the passive voice example it's easier for the user to read and digest that information right because there's no point having loads of content if it doesn't actually get read or it's not easy to to actually read and and understand what's being said is it you can do this talk for me because I'm often <laughs> convincing people because sometimes people don't want to get feedback on their writing. And even people have, have put like um, the novels of Hemingway through our readability analysis and they didn't pass. Oh, wow. But Hemingway didn't write for an e-commerce platform. Hemingway wrote like a piece of art or a novel. So, of course, <laughs> that shouldn't per se have to comply with our checks but if you want to write for people online people are so quickly bored and you need to be quick and to the point and not too wordy because otherwise you lose the interest of your readers oh, yeah definitely definitely i mean yeah i'm just again i'm scrolling through all of this uh, you know the sort of different features i guess one of them which you've mentioned is you for each product blog post or uh, collection or page you can put your keyword in, yeah. can't you? Yeah. So you say, this is the keyword or the phrase we want to rank for. Yeah. So I guess the big question is, how do you come up with those keywords? Yeah, that's really hard. And we're we're building something which uh, will be helpful because in our WordPress mm. plugin, we have an, an integration with, with SEMrush or SEMrush, I don't know, mm-hmm. person. and we'll have that in the, in the Shopify uh, store as well. And you'll get some, some um, credits for free because it's quite expensive to have uh, SEMrush. But, but you, you don't know what your audience is searching for. So you should use your brain and think, uh, talk to your audience <laughs> um, and Google the things you think you want to rank for and see what results come up. Are you um, able to stand between those 
websites or are those websites really, really big? Because like if you're in um, tourism and you want to rank for a vacation, uh, there are a lot of big tour operators. So you'll probably need to rank for something that isn't that well searched. So vacation south of France probably is a very, well, we call it a head search term. Mm. Um, which is really competitive. And then it's hard to to get into those. Well, you have to be in the first page of Google because nobody ever clicks to the second one. Yeah, exactly. So, well, top, th- top three of page one is where we need yeah, to be. Yeah, that's where you need to be. So then you have to aim for something that's um, a little bit long, more long tail, we call that. So perhaps vacation home um, and then not south of France, but the exact location, so the village. Uh, because if people are searching for a vacation home in that village and then find your website, there'll probably be fewer people searching. But if people are searching for that term and your website is found, the the, the chance that they will be, will convert to buy or to book your, your, your cabin, house, I don't know what you are, um, will be much higher. So it's it's really hard to do keyword research. We have an entire course dedicated to doing keyword research. So, oh, if you buy our Shopify app, you also get access to a full scala of SEO courses. So we have this entire, um, well, well, we have a curriculum of, of different SEO courses. Some are aimed at Shopify, but the keyword research one is just, well, it doesn't matter if you do keyword research for WordPress or in Shopify. It's basically the same yeah. thing. Yeah, nice. So you get access to that and that that probably will help because it's it's hard and you need a brain to do it. <laughs> it's a very blunt way of putting it, I think. You need a yeah, you need a brain. But I think it's it's certainly interesting with keywords. I mean, I must have written millions of keywords in my time and you know, big long lists and whatever. But um the thing I always find fascinating about keywords is sometimes we do an exercise with our clients where we put like a product on the screen and say, What does someone type into Google to find this? And they already says, you know, you know, it's a, it's a Nike shoe, so they'll search for Nike shoe. And then we sort of say, no, they don't. Actually, 80% of the people that have found this product actually put in, you know, also have keywords that are like flat-based shoe. Or they, they, they search sort of black shoe with white trim. You know, actually, the keywords, when you start to look at them, quite often they're not the obvious things you think you're looking for. And like you say about some of the more niche, you know, we call them long tail, just because they literally have longer tails. There are more words in the keyword. But yeah, as you say, you say if people are using your SEO app, on Shopify, they get access to all those courses as well. So they can actually do a course as part of the subscription in keywords and how to choose the right ones. Yeah, yeah. They, and they will help you uh, set that up. And there are some tools that will help you, but still the best tool is just think and, and maybe talk to, to your audience, mm. to, to people that actually came to your website. What were they searching for? What words do they use? I know this example of we have this Dutch company that wanted to rank for the term cottages so the the, the, the that's english actually cottages so, so vacation cottages but nobody in the netherlands ever searches for vacation cottages we mm. we search for vacation houses and that could be a nice branding thing to say i want to rank for vacation cottages but if nobody uses those words then even ranking number one doesn't really help because you won't get any traffic so you have to adapt to the word of your audience yep. uh, in order to get the people that you want to your website. I know that people ask me, should I blog about, I don't know, some years ago, should I blog about Justin Bieber? Because that's the most searched term in the world. I'm like, yeah, well, 
I I wouldn't blog about Justin Bieber. I did because I wanted <laughs> to, to talk about, but but that doesn't make sense because if I get visitors that search for Justin Bieber on my website about SEO, they probably go away. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And Justin Bieber's attorneys reached out to us, so we stopped. <laughs> I think I, I think the other the other part of that as well is we have we've had the odd client that's been a little bit sort of trigger happy, shall we say, when looking at keywords. And we've said like, oh yeah, you know, we should choose what keywords we want to rank for. And they've gone, well, what was the most searched thing on Google yesterday? <laughs> We're like, yeah. you don't. I mean, I'm not going to say what it is, but you don't want to rank for that. And this is. <laughs> It's yeah, you've got to keep it relevant. I think, as you say, use your brain. You know who your customers are, and um, and I, regretfully, you know, I've said this a few times now that I, I've wanted to get somebody on the show who can talk about customer feedback surveys and you know some good ways to talk to customers. So again, if anyone's sitting there listening, thinking, "Oh my gosh, that's exactly what we do," or or you run a store and you've actually done that recently, we would love to hear from you. We'd love to get somebody on the show to find out, you know, what are some of the good ways to talk to customers and get that customer feedback and you know do you physically sit them down in a room do you send out an email with a feedback survey do you phone them up but certainly the more you talk to customers the more you'll know that you know what they're actually looking for on google and i think one of the biggest things i always always sort of uh, find amazing about seo is the amount of times people actually type in not what your product is not what you're actually selling they type in a problem yes and they don't know what the solution is yet so um, for example, I, I know someone who's got a, a really bad hip, you know, in their leg. So they limp a little bit when they walk. And they were actually Googling how to, you know, if, if you've got a bad hip, how can you go out hiking? And you think, well, if you've got a bad hip, you can't go hiking. And he actually found a product that was, a, it was called Flexi something. And it was a walking stick that when you put it down on the ground, the bottom bit actually moves and changes direction to help give you stability on an uneven surface. So he didn't search up, I want a walking stick. He never looked up the word walking stick at all. And he told me he was actually looking for how do I go hiking, you know, if I've got a, um, yeah, if I've got a bad hip or a bad leg. And there was a blog post on a website that says, yeah, we know loads of people that have had this problem. That's why we've developed this product. So actually your keywords aren't necessarily just your product. It's the problems they solve. It's the, it may even be the audience that use them. It may be the, it may even be things like what size they are. You know, somebody's looking for like size nine shoes for wide feet. What they've not looked for is a pair of Adidas trainers, have they? No, and especially if your product is not like if you sell T-shirts, people probably will, will not search for I'm cold as a product. <laughs> and yes, I need clothes. exactly. But, and also for us, people don't really care about the product. So they don't care about our plugin. They care about getting more traffic to their website. So mm. I also always think about what problem are we solving? People never search for the redirect manager. Why would you search for a redirect manager? People solve with, I have 404s on my website. How do I solve them? Yeah. So that's, that, that's a really good way to to think about audiences, especially if your product is solving something that's not that common. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And it, even mentioning the 404 example, so like, yeah, I've got dead pages on my site or dead links yeah. somewhere. What do I do or how do I fix them? Um, even taking one step further back, there, there's different stages of it, isn't there? Because the first step would actually be, um, how do I see if I've got a 404? 
oh, I yeah. have got some 404. What is a 404? Yeah, what is a 404? <laughs> yeah. Then how do I find out if I've got them? Then how many 404s are too many 404s? Then how do I fix 404s? Then, okay, now how do I fix 404s on Shopify? And then is there an app that can fix my 404s for me on Shopify? And then maybe yeah. even is there an agency that can fix my 404s forever for me on Shopify? So yeah. The whole journey of different things that you go through. And yeah. what, what I love is it's, when you look at it like that, you're almost telling a story of actually how someone's gone from, oh, there's something. Is that a bad thing? Right the way then through to I'm buying this product that's going to solve my problems. Then through to yeah. now I'm going to leave a review. Now I'm going to tell other people to go and buy that product. You know, the, the, it, it's, a, it's an amazing journey customers go on, isn't it? And, and we as retailers and, and as SEO people, we've got to be there ready to help them on that story, help educate them the next stage and help give them the product when they want to buy it, give them the answer or tell them what product they need when they don't know what they need yet. It's, it's all part of this story and journey, isn't it? It is. And so so blogging is a really good way to answer all those questions. So all hmm. those questions could be blog posts. We have all those blog posts on 404s on Yoast.com as well. Nice. Because people are searching for those. And then you have an informational blog post, but that could result in, maybe not at once, so it will not result in a direct sale, but it could result in an indirect sale. So the next time they come to your site, and because you get traffic through those pages from Google, Google will deem your site a little bit more important and that will help with your rankings definitely and let's go full circle for a minute so we were talking about schema earlier on and we've reached the point yeah. of blog blog posts and blogging so what what are some of the bits of schema that when your blog post comes up on google what are some of the bits of schema that using the shopify yoast app what are some of the bits of schema you could pull through on a blog post to make that listing bigger and better so we we have the author and uh, uh, the company schema is is in there but I think that's on the roadmap. We'll get the frequently asked questions schema. We'll, we'll, we'll come to Shopify nice. and the how-to schema because those are the, the, the blogging kind of schemas, right? Mm. If you have a how-to article and put it in schema, you'll get those really nice, bigger results uh, in, in the search results. That would be awesome. I think they're on the roadmap. They're not, they're not out yet. Amazing. Amazing. And the, the FAQ ones especially are, are really cool on Google. Yeah. A lot of people sort of say like, oh, I'd never click on those. I've never seen one. But then when you show someone one, they say, oh, I use those all the time. It's, <laughs> it's, it's when you get like the five or six questions and they're all on top of each other with a little arrow and you can click yeah. that and it expands the answer to that question. And they're that so is, native in Google. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And that is, that is an SEO listing and you click on it, it takes you to the landing page. And the good thing about FAQs as well is you don't just have to have like a one-line question and a you know two-line answer. You can have a blog post that the entire blog post is a single FAQ or a couple of FAQs. Yeah, so I think those are really powerful to help you with um, with blogging and schema. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And I mean, finally, I mean, last thing to kind of cover is like you know you guys have got a huge history on WordPress. You've moved on to not moved, sorry, you've expanded, <laughs> still on WordPress, yes. expanded onto Shopify by creating <laughs> an app. Um, and we've mentioned quite a few things in the roadmap. Is there anything else on the roadmap that you can tell us today that we've not? And it, Appreciate I didn't give you this question in advance, but is, is oh, there anything okay. else you can tell us that is coming that you think would be useful to, to any Shopify store? Um, so what we're currently working on is making sure that you can switch because in, in Shopify, it's pretty hard if you are on one SEO app to switch to the other one because mm. you'll... Yeah. So we're, we're building an integration. So that's a good thing. And we don't have a free version in Shopify yet, but we also will release that, I think, by the end of this month or first week of June, so that you can try it a little bit. Because now we only have, like, you can try it and you'll get your money back. But then we'll have a proper free version that will, will, will allow you to do everything on, on a limited number of pages. Cool, cool. And 
what we'll do, we didn't agree this in advance, but what we will do is as soon as that's released, um, for anyone who's listening and you're not on our newsletter, you're not missing out <laughs> because on our newsletter, we only really post the podcasts. But what we will do is if you want to go and sign up to our newsletter on winningwithshopify.com, go and check it out. This is an absolutely shameless plug. Um, we, we will share a link to the free Yoast Shopify app as soon as it's released. So if you're not subscribed, go and check that out. Otherwise, just keep an eye out for it. You know, just keep Googling or, or keep an eye on the app store on Shopify, the app marketplace um, and see when that's coming out. Yeah, amazing. I mean, there's so much good stuff in there. And I think, yeah, you're not going to get all the features on the free one, but it is great to kind of try before you buy, isn't it? To actually see if it's going to work with your store. Yeah, I think so too. So we have, we've learned a lot about Shopify because that's just, you release and then you get into this whole new platform and that, um, well, we, yeah, we've learned so much about how things work in the Shopify world. I think we're getting there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's, it's certainly when I first started playing with Shopify, I remember thinking like, this is so restrictive, like I can't do anything. And, you know, I want to edit code manually and everything. But over yeah. time, you just you just learn new platforms, you learn how it adjusts and what it does. And I think lastly, just to, you know, just to kind of round back and comment on the, um, you said about migrating from a, an existing SEO plugin to, to you guys. I think that's so powerful. Because otherwise, you get an issue where apps start to clash. And if you have two apps trying to add schema, Google's going to throw an absolute wobbly. And they're going to be like, why is there so much schema yeah. here? There's codes a mess. And the, the yeah. crazy thing is you can actually put schema straight into the liquid template. You can do it manually. So you can manually you know, go in there and actually edit the code and say, right, this is the price. This is the heading. This is the, uh, the author. This is the, uh, how many comments there are. This is the review, all that sort of stuff. One of the challenges then is if somebody, you know, developers done that when they first built your site and then suddenly you get, you know, an SEO app, you may not actually realize, and even things like SEMrush and SE Ranking and lots of the big, uh, you know, mods, lots of the big SEO tools, they they only look until they find schema. They won't necessarily shout if there's more than one thing of schema on there or any different bit of code. So actually, it might be worth, certainly when you install an app, you know, ask a developer, could you have a quick look at the code and just make sure nothing's clashing here and make sure that all the things we've added with the new Yoast app has only added them once. Yeah, I think so too. And for me, so it's weird that it's hard to switch apps because in WordPress, that's all open. So I think it's a good thing that we're building an integration from and also too, because then you can also switch from Yoast to another. So we'll do it both ways. Well, it, yeah. it's been so great to have you on the show today. Thank you. Um, Marika, I really appreciate your time. And it's been amazing just sort of finding out everything going on. So yeah, thanks for joining us. Well, thank you. It was really nice being here and talking about SEO with you. Thanks again for joining us. And for everybody listening, um, if you, I don't even know if we've got them on the platforms. I've never really looked in detail. But if you can see the description to this episode, we'll put a link in there to the Yoast Shopify app. So go and check that out. Um, if you can't access that, can't find it, you know, if you're as silly as I am and don't know where it is, um, then feel free to just go on to Google and search up Shopify Yoast app. And that's spelled Y-O-A-S-T. It'll also be in the title of this episode. So, uh, yeah, make sure you go and check that out. And, um, yeah, as soon as the free one's released, we'll put it in our uh, in our newsletter. We'll send it out on the next uh, weekly email that goes out. And apart from that, please stay tuned. Hit the subscribe button and we'll, uh, we'll be back again next week. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. You can subscribe to our weekly newsletter for exclusive offers at winningwithshopify.com. And don't forget to check out our Facebook group by searching for Winning with Shopify on Facebook. Over and out.